Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bullpen. All right, he's back in the bullpen. We have Mr. John Burnett. John Burnett is the managing director of One Empire Group, political strategist, also an adjunct professor at Hampton University and New York University. His editorials have been featured in HuffPost, World Report, Washington Examiner, etc. Uh, Mr. Burnett, good to have you back. How are you? Doing well, thanks. Good to be back. Awesome. We're going to chop it up about Elon Musk and his uh, takeover of Twitter. I don't want to presume what you know or believe about that deal or your sentiment thereof. So if you would provide us with it and I will then opine. Well, you know, I think it's a, it's a great deal and we'll get into the financial elements of it in terms of its financing and probably its potential within only a matter of a few years in terms of exit. What I mean by exit in terms of going public again. So I think, you know, I like it from a business perspective and I also like it from a free speech you know, position. So I think, you know, all around it's a good move. Now let me ask you about the free speech per perception of this. You say perspective, I think perception. And the reason I say that is because I think it's really an ironic point that Elon Musk is making. He calls himself a free speech absolutist. Are you familiar with that terminology? I've never heard it until just now. Okay, so Elon Musk, he says he's a free speech absolutist. Which basically means he's for all legal speech, all right? So he's not for illegal speech, but he's for legal speech. He's not for somebody threatening to kill someone, but he's for anything that's legal to be on these platforms. For example, using the N word is not illegal, right? So a free speech absolutist would say, hey, for a social media platform, that should be 100% allowable under free speech absolutist doctrine. Do you agree with that doctrine? Well, just using your your analogy in terms of the N word, you know, I wouldn't use it, and I don't think you would use it, whether publicly or privately. However, we do have uh, media companies in terms of entertainment that actually publishes and make it make money off of the use of that word within certain pop culture records and other entertainment venues. So. You know, if we if we have the same that mindset with Twitter, then we should have that same mindset in terms of the music industry and, and entertainment and movies, for that matter. Okay, well, let me ask you the question again because you um, skipped around it. So let me give you another opportunity to answer the question. Sure. Are you for uh, Twitter subscribing to the uh, free speech absolutist doctrine and allowing racist language like the N word to be unregulated on the platform of Twitter? Well, look, when, when, when it comes to Twitter or any public venue, I'm from the old school uh, tra- train of thought, right? While it might be offensive to me and many other people, I like when people okay. let you know exactly what they're thinking because that's who I know who to watch. It's now you when say people go venue. silent, when people go silent and mm-hmm. keep things hidden, mm-hmm. that's to me is a bigger threat. Okay, so you say public venue, you do realize Twitter is not a public venue. You do know that, correct? Your business. What I mean, what, what I mean by in terms of access, people can can have unfettered access to open an account oh, okay. on Twitter highway. I got you. So you're okay with, let's say, um, a hip hop station um, making sure that every um, use of profanity 
every racial word is utilized over the airwaves. Are you okay with that as well? Again, I'm not for restricting anyone black, okay. white, or any other color. So you're okay with background. you're okay with profanity and the N word, etc., being played over public radio. You're okay with that. Well, I don't listen to public radio. But uh, but I'm asking your opinion, brother. You know it exists, you know what it is, you've listened to it before. Are you okay with the FCC saying, well, we're gonna now allow all of these um, uh, profanity or profane words or indecent words to be uh, echoed and no restriction now over the airwaves? Are you okay with that? Me personally, I would not use it and I don't well, I'm not asking it. about what but, but, personal, but, but I'm I, asking I about am policy. not God and I am not a, a, a monarch. Uh-huh. So we do live, we do, we do have freedom of religion, we do have freedom of speech, and we okay. and we have to respect that across the board, even if I don't like it. Okay. So brother, you are for the FCC changing their rules and mm-hmm. allowing for, let's say, the N-word or profanity to be echoed over the airwaves now on regular radio stations. You're, you're okay well, with that? See, the difference here in the analogy that you are using, okay. Dr. Richie, is that the FCC has the same rules for every station, right? So, 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 you know, in Twitter situation, we do know that there are cases where some people were banned, right? And then others who exercised violent speech or hate speech were not banned. So if we're going to use the FCC model, as you suppose, mm-hmm. it should be equal and fair treatment across the board. For okay, everyone, so let me let me help you understand politically as well as wrong. government, because there are some country leaders okay. that actually post things that that say death to America, death to Israel, like Donald death Trump to other people, and those accounts aren't banned. So like Donald again, Trump using did. your model, FCC. It should be okay. across the board. All right, let me respond to that. So first of all, Donald Trump did call for the extermination of certain countries via Twitter. He was cited for that, not suspended. He got a red flag for it. But let me tell you where your analogy is completely incorrect. And obviously you are unaware of this, so I would give you a proper education. The FCC is the Federal Communications Commission. The airwaves that radio signals exist on are not owned by the actual station, nor the tower, nor the owner of the station. They're owned by the federal government. Thus, they come under the regulatory standard of the Federal Communications Commission. However, social media platforms have been deemed to be external of the FCC, the Federal Communications Commission, as it relates to the communication aspect under what's called Section 230. That's your Communication Decency we Act, aka. We were using oh, hold on, brother. Brother, I'm, I'm, I'm completing my thought. I allowed you to complete yours. I will ask for you to respect the platform, Professor. I appreciate that. So the reason why the analogy does not apply is because the FCC is not in the business of regular of regulating the industry of Twitter under the communication standard, but I. I find it quite interesting, my dear brother, that you're okay with Twitter having this newfound no regulatory standard of a private company, meaning the private company can regulate what's inside of their domain by way of what a private company is allowed to do. So you would like a world where, because you know, children use Twitter, where children would go on Twitter and based on free speech. Absolutist doctrine, not only would they be exposed to bullying and harassment, 
but also racist language and uh, pictures, videos that we would say that's not proper for a child to have access to or to be able to view. You're saying you're okay as long as it's not illegal. You're okay with all of that language, pictures and videos to be in the same platform or on the same platform that children frequently use every day. Well, let's go back to the, to the other point, just to make it clear. Yes, I do know the difference between FCC and Twitter. But being that you mentioned the example, of course, I'm not comparing it apples to apples. But what yes. I am saying, what I am saying, just like the FCC holds everyone to the same standard. The only reason why I'm saying that Twitter should use the same approach as the FCC in terms of how it actually treats everyone across its own platform, which it owns. That's the right. only so thing you, I'm saying. So okay, I, no, I no, there right, was so no education saying, needed. So okay. I just wanted to provide I just want to make sure explanation I clarify your point. You're saying that Twitter is unfair in how it regulates yeah. the content. That's what you're saying. If that okay. didn't come across it's a, it's the a first private time, company. Second time, you, you think I'm it's unfair. It hopefully it comes across the third time. Yes, that's what I'm okay. saying. Okay. All right, there you go, uh, being silly. But that's cool. We expect that from you by because, now. Because because so there's let's, no need let's to, to educate. Let's get into no no, I give you a problem. I was very, I was very you clear. You would just ask your college students that hit me I, up I was after you after you're on my show, your college students tag me asking me to be their professor rather than you. So you can ask them, do that's I give you a proper education every time you're on my show? All right, I'll send you the screenshot, brother. Okay, uh, every time you're on the program, we, we go back and forth, but I don't want to mess this point. I don't want to miss this let's point. Let's get back to your question. All right, the consumer model. If Elon Musk changes into a free source algorithm, he deregulates the platform, children now are exposed to all of this ridiculous content, content that you would say, oh, I don't want my child exposed to that. But for the sake of Elon Musk, you're obviously okay with it. Consumers would then maybe have a mass exodus. But outside of that, corporations, you're, you're a corporate guy, you're a business professor, right? So corporations already tell social media companies, these are the phrases and words that we do not want our brand associated with on social media. So if there's a post or an article that contains these particular words or phraseology, the corporate model on social media will say, well, we cannot allow this brand to connect with this particular word or this particular phrase, right? So if you open that up, you also have a mass exodus of companies who say, I don't want my content associated with nudity, I don't want my content associated with profanity or racial slurs. I don't want my brand associated with that. Do you not see that as a challenge in what is proposed under the free speech absolutist doctrine? Well, maybe perhaps Twitter can engage into the same type of protection and controls that Facebook does, right? So if I post a video or, or scrolling through my, my Facebook feed, Sometimes even before I see the video or the content, it said it says as a disclaimer that it covers it. This is sensitive information, right? And maybe block based upon age, right? Because when you, when, when a youth okay. opens an account, then they have they can they can implement certain controls. All right, let me ask you this. Do you agree with those on the left who say every human being must be authenticated on Twitter? Do you agree with that statement? I, I agree 100% and, and Elon Musk actually mentioned that. You know, yeah. he, he has plans to get rid of bots okay. and, and make sure that humans, actual humans can be authenticated. So that, that's a control and okay. a step in the right now, direction that Twitter does now, not now that's a what? have. Say, say that again, brother, that is a what? 
that that where humans can be authenticated. Right. It's a control mechanism, correct? It, it is a monitoring and control mechanism. All right. That, that Twitter I'm, doesn't, you know, have at this juncture is not yeah. as robust. Now, and that is the plan that Elon Musk plans to bring. All right. To Twitter. Now, everything must and be perhaps authenticated. Perhaps music and the movie industry can do the same thing. All right. Everything must be authenticated. A human being must be authenticated. You got to go through a process. Which means if you implement it, possibly those that are currently on Twitter, we would have to go through a process in order to keep the account active right. if we choose to stay Absolutely. in order to authenticate that we're human beings. So now that takes me to 230, section 230. I'm sure you are aware of 230. Yes. How does Elon Musk with authenticating individuals, which means that everybody who posts will be an actual person, which means that post or that person that makes the post is subject to tort liability, right? Because 230 says the platform cannot be subject to liability regardless of what the person posts. But if you can prove that the person is a person, number one, and you can prove that they in fact engage in slander or libel or defamation of character, you can sue them, but the platform is immune. But there's a caveat to that immunity that Elon Musk seeks to violate according to his rhetoric. And that caveat is based on case law, brother. The platform has to engage in good faith efforts to continually regulate their own content. And if they do not regulate the content, if they do not have a good faith practice to make sure harassment, bullying, defamation, etc. does not happen, then they do not get the immunity privilege of 230. What are your thoughts about that? Well, the one key word in what you just stated is 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 content. Okay. Their content. It's not their content. It's their platform, but it's not Twitter content. Every individual, and there's millions of subscribers, right? Billions, right? It's their personal content. So it's not Twitter content. So if we're going to mention law, we have to actually know what the words mean I, in I, the I really law and how I'm, it's I'm applied. Rooting, brother, I'm rooting for you to have a point here. Uh, so anytime you post content on Twitter, anytime there's content on Twitter period, uh, that content, if it's defaming to another person, whoever posted it can be sued. However, under the Communication Decency Act, an amended provision known as 230 creates an immunity to the platform. It says the platform is not a publisher. And so that platform has immunity only if they engage in good faith efforts to regulate the platform and try to keep people safe from defamation, bullying, harassment, etc. Are you not aware that in order to have that immunity, the platform must be engaged in those good faith efforts to regulate the content? And if Elon Musk decides that these platforms should be completely deregulated, he will no longer have the immunity that is afforded by Section 230 of the Federal Code. Well, that's up to him. If, if he's okay. if, if, if that is the case, and he's assuming that liability, he's already worked that out. Uh, obviously, you know, he actually um, caught the boards by surprise with his one-two punch, right? So he's outsmarted so many other people. So I think he's got this figured out. I think you and I should trust him. What? <laughs> All right, my brother. What I want to say, I can't say on TV. Uh, but I definitely appreciate you, you being on the show, Professor. <laughs> All right. Uh, and, and also, 
Why is it that he doesn't allow free speech absolutist doctrine at the companies that he currently owns? Why is that? Well, I'm not sure about that. Oh, I, don't, okay. I don't know gotcha. anybody's being penalized. So I do know. Oh, yeah, yeah, they are. They sued him for racial discrimination. And, they and sued you actually him cut me off your show several times five minutes in. So uh, maybe not, you disparaging agreements. Maybe you should take your own advice. Non-disparaging agreements. Uh, they have to sign non-disclosure acts under his leadership. He doesn't That's believe in free speech. I'm quite sure you had to sign a standard it's standard for social media platforms to regulate content from bullying, harassing, and racist language. All right, I appreciate you being on the show, Professor. Thank you. Thank you.